Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Sunday roundup time and it is a big, big day in the world of football. England versus Spain kicking off in time of recording this just over 50 minutes time over in Australia. Huge day for the England women, huge day for the Spanish women as well in this massive, massive World Cup final. What a fantastic tournament it has been over in Australia and New Zealand and hopefully the final gives the tournament the kind of send-off that it deserves. And hopefully, if you're like me, from an English point of view, England can get the job done and follow up that fantastic Euro success with the World Cup as well. Arsenal players involved, of course, for England. Alicia Russo starting, had a great little run-up to the final scoring in the last couple of games. If you continue, that would be fantastic today. Uh, Lottie Wubin-Moy on the bench as well. So plenty of Arsenal interest in this final. Really looking forward to it. Good luck to the Lionesses. By the time you're watching this video or listening to this podcast, hopefully England would have already lifted the World Cup and will be starting the celebrations over in Sydney. 20 years uh, from the uh, from that glorious moment when Johnny Wilkinson scored the drop goal to win England the World Cup against Australia in the rugby 20 years ago. How was that 20 years ago? Absolutely crazy. But hopefully the women can follow suit and do the same over in Sydney today. So good luck to England. Fingers crossed. You can get the job done. All right. So thought I'd start today having a little bit of a look at yesterday's Premier League action. Of course, no Arsenal. We have to wait until Monday night for that game against Crystal Palace, which I'll talk about um, a little bit later on in this episode. Look at uh, the big decisions probably facing Mikel Arteta ahead of that game against Palace. What is he going to do with his team selection? So we'll have a look at that. But I wanted to discuss a little bit, not overly in depth, because of course this is primarily an Arsenal show, an Arsenal podcast, an Arsenal uh, programme on YouTube. But, you know, it's all relative. Everything matters. It's all tied in together. And there's some interesting football 
yesterday. You look at the results here, it's on the screen. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see, of course, it got underway on Friday night with Forest beating Sheffield United. Then yesterday, Brentford 3-0 against Fulham. Liverpool 3-1 against Bournemouth. Brighton continuing their fantastic form uh, so far this season. Another four goals for them. Hammering Wolves 4-1, which is a pretty remarkable result. When you consider how Wolves played Manchester United off the park at Old Trafford, even though they lost in that first game of the season. Uh, and then they again lose 4-1 at home to Brighton. Tottenham beating Man United 2-0 and City beating Newcastle 1-0. And I wanted to talk a little bit about those first, those last two games, um, first of all. First of all, we'll go Tottenham-Manchester United, which was a pretty ordinary game, I have to say. Tottenham's second half were, were decent. First game, first half was just two really average-looking teams playing against each other. Second half, Tottenham definitely improved, had some good performances in there. I thought Basuma played very well. I thought James Madison, who I'm convinced is going to be a really, really good sign of Spurs, played very, very well. And Tottenham absolutely deserved their win. Um, you know, when they when they hired Postacoglu, I thought it was a good appointment for them. It sort of it wasn't one of the ego appointments that Daniel Levy normally does or has done recently that was always doomed to fail, the Mourinho sort of contes. It felt like they needed someone like Postacoglu to come in and really sort of reset them and go again. And um, maybe you're seeing signs of that. But it's tough to judge because I thought Man United was absolutely awful. I mean, beyond bad in that second half. Yes, yeah, so they weren't great in the first half. The second half, they were dreadful. And they've served up, I put, it on, I put it on social media after the game yesterday, they've served up basically 180 minutes of complete dross so far this season, Manchester United, they, you know, I, I start the season, I tip them to be very much top four. But what I've seen from them so far, and it is only days, of course, but worrying signs for United. They look really, really average, really ordinary. And I thought they were terrible yesterday in that game against Spurs. Really, really poor. And I hope they play like that at Arsenal in a couple of weeks' time, because if they do, it should be a comfortable win for Arsenal at the Emirates. City got the job done against Newcastle. I think the worrying thing about City is, you know, you need them to start a season badly because you know what they're going to do second half of the season. You know they're going to tear through things and win pretty much every game like they did last season. So you always want them to start badly to give everyone a little bit of a head start. But they've started with six points from six. And this was a tricky game for them after what happened in midweek, you know, going away to Athens, playing that energy sapping match um, against Sevilla in the Super Cup in that heat. You thought oh, Newcastle, what? Newcastle is going to be a difficult game for them. And, you know, it was only 1-0, but Newcastle didn't really lay a glove on them. They had one opportunity in the second half, which they got wrong, and so they didn't even get the shot away. Well, they did, but it ended up with Harvey Barnes putting a really comfortable shot straight at Edison. But, you know, other than that, City kept him at arm's length the whole the whole game and um, and got the win. And so, yeah, six points from six from City. That is a little bit worrying. It puts the pressure on Arsenal going into Monday night's game. Uh, you want to get, get that win, keep up the pace for Manchester City. Don't want to let them get a lead, certainly early on in the season, if you are going to try and compete with them for the league title. So it just adds already to the pressure, even at this early stage of the season. If you really want it, like I said, if you want a title race, if you want to try and beat Man City, you just can't let them get away. So you've got to respond. And Arsenal have got to do that the final game of the Premier League season on Monday night. Um, and Mikel Arteta is facing some big decisions, I would say. I mean, we've got the goalkeeper. What's going to happen? Is it going to be Aaron Ramsdale and goal? Is it going to be David Raya? I think it'll be Aaron Ramsdale. I'll be very, very surprised if it's not. I don't think you can just drop Aaron Ramsdale. I think we're going to, if David Raya is going to become number one, and that's a big if still, obviously, um, I think it'll be a gradual thing and it'll, you know, it's just not going to happen like that straight away. It would be very, very harsh on Ramsdale. He absolutely wouldn't deserve it whatsoever. Uh, so I think Ramsdale starts um, in this one. And then it's what do you do in defence? Obviously, no Urian Timber because of the injury. So what happens at left-back? Zinchenko has 
played in that behind closed doors friendly against Luton. He's been training this week, providing there's no setback that we know about, that we don't know about, sorry. Do you put Zinchenko straight into the starting eleven at left back? Personally, I think he does. I'll be surprised if he doesn't. Um, but we'll have to wait and see on that. And then what do you do at right back? Now, do you continue with Thomas Partey at right back? For me, hopefully not. I don't want to see that. I want to see Gabriel come back in a centre-back alongside William Saliba and then Ben White restored to that right-back spot. And then I want to see Thomas Partey moved into the midfield. Um, and then it's a question of what do you do there? Do you play Declan Rice? Do you play Thomas Partey um, together? Or do you just play one of them? Uh, if he's going to play one of them, I think it's pretty obvious he'll probably play Declan Rice and Thomas Partey will, make, will have to make you on the bench. But I think, there's a, I think there's a definite case for both of those two starting in this one. I spoke about it briefly in yesterday's video. I think you know the kind of night you're going to get at Selhurst Park, especially under the nights in an evening game. You know it's going to be a physically demanding match. You know, Arsenal have got the options now if they, when they are going to face these physical games against teams that like to do things from set pieces, who are, are a threat from set pieces, then Arsenal have the option now to go physical, to go big. And I think if you play, you've got Gabriel and William Saliba as the two centre-backs. You've got Ben White as a right-back who is decent in the air. You've got Thomas Partey and Declan Rice in front of them and then potentially even have Kai Havertz playing as the false nine, which is another decision Mikel has to make. And who do you play up front? Do you stick with Eddie Nketiah or do you play Kai Havertz? Um, I think you've got the opportunity there of having a really big physically demanding team that can cope with, hopefully cope with the set-piece threat that Crystal Palace might provide or probably will provide in that game. So there's lots of options for Mikel Arteta to, to ponder. But personally, I just think he might well go with Declan Rice and Thomas Partey, play them with Martin Odegaard and then move Kai Havertz into that nine role that he played against Manchester City in the Community Shield. I said it yesterday, if he does do that, it will perhaps be a little bit harsh on Eddie Nketiah. Eddie got the nod last weekend against Nottingham Forest. He scored. Um, you know, Mikel Arteta put big, big praise on Eddie after that for the way he sort of basically forced his hand into starting him in the game because of his performances in training. So um, maybe it would be a little bit harsh if Arteta does drop him and bring Havertz into that nine position. But we shall wait and see. It's just, you know, obviously it's Arteta's decision. This is just me sort of mulling over what I think he might do in that game. We know Martinelli will start on the left. We know Saka will start on the right. Um, but the options that Arteta has available to him means that he has this unpredictability. He can surprise you when it comes to starting 11s. He did that last weekend against Nottingham Forest, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if he does that again against Palace um, uh, on Monday night. And, um, you know, he's not missing too many players. We know Gabriel Jesus is out injured. Of course, we know Urien Timber is out injured. But other than that, Arsenal are in pretty good shape, especially if Zinchenko does get the green light to play in this game, which we do think he will. So let me know what you guys think. What's the starting eleven you will go for uh, if you are Mikel Arteta? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? Let me know, as always, in the comments below. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. 
From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23. Okay, interesting news here from Fabrizio Romano saying that the deal, potential deal for Nottingham Forest to take Nuno Tavares has, for now anyway, been called off. Haven't been able to get a deal done. Um, Fabrizio saying his deal is currently off. He's already considering different options. Um, so we'll wait and see what happens with Nuno. Arsenal got, what, 10 days to go? Something like that until the transfer window closes. Tavares is one of the players. They're trying to get out the door. I mean, there's talk of really big price tag for Tavares. You know, I've seen people mention 25 million, things like that. Personally, I'd be surprised. But, um, you know, there is a player in Tavares. There's a player that would make, there's, there's attributes that would make him appealing to teams. His pace is, um, the way he pops up in key areas, you know, he can score goals and it's just a case. He's clearly a very raw player and, um, but he does have attributes that would make him very, very appealing to teams. So as much as I think we're looking at the price tag that seems to be floated around. And again, I would be personally surprised if Arsenal got that amount of money for him, but it wouldn't surprise me if there are plenty of teams clambering to try and get Nuno, um, this summer. So we'll wait and see what happens. And I don't think the fact that this deal with Nottingham Forest has collapsed means that Nuno will end up staying. I still, I do think, as Fabrizio hints here, that he's already considering different options. I think there's going to be a fair few teams sniffing around Nuno because they kind of know what he hopefully would be able to bring. Um, interesting news that Mavropanos is now... Remember remember Mavropanos? I think he was the first... He was the first player, wasn't he, who signed for Arsenal while Wenger was there that Wenger didn't sign. It was Mislintat brought him over just after he was appointed and he brought him over. Wenger admitted it was, for, you know, he didn't, this wasn't a deal that he'd done. It was a deal that the club had done, um, which uh, was quite a big moment um, for for Arsenal in terms of in terms of that. And he didn't have a hugely successful career. Arsenal was clearly a talented player, went off to Stuttgart, did very, very well. And now he's heading to West Ham for about sort of 20 million euros up front with potential of another sort of five, I think it is on in add-ons but Arsenal will benefit from that they do have a sell-on clause it's not massive it's about 10% so they'll just get a couple of million but it's a is some more money into the pot it'll be interesting to see how Mavropanos gets on back in the Premier League with West Ham turn their attentions to him after failing to get Harry Maguire um always a popular player um at Arsenal was a good young kid very raw of course when he signed um but had talent so it can be interesting to see how he gets on back in the Premier League but like I said Arsenal will benefit a little bit financially from the sell-on clause that they do have with the deal with Stuttgart when they first sold him to them gotta plug the book launch of course during the video I didn't do it at the beginning this time I saved you that but I do have to publish it uh, and plug it 31st of August remember if you can make it please do come down and join me. I've had a message here from Matt. It says, hi, Charles. It would be great to get my book signed by you on the day. I've pre-ordered the book just now on Amazon. Thank you very much, Matt. appreciate that. If you haven't pre-ordered it yet, you can find it anywhere on Amazon, on all the big uh, retail stores online. You can get over there to pre-order it. You can find the link below in the description as well. They head over to the official sort of website page at HarperCollins with the publishers, and they've got all the um, links to the... You can either order it direct from uh, half Collins, so it's got all the links on there from the other retailers you can pre-order it from. So thank you very much for Matt uh, for doing that, Matt. Really do, do appreciate it. And you said um, it'd be great 
if an autograph were made possible well like i said if you're coming to the, if you're coming on the day like you said then please do come bring that book and i will sign it that's the whole point of the day is that you can either buy books there because they will be books for sale and then i'll sign them or you can bring your book if you've ordered it and it's arrived by then uh bring your book to the event and i will sign it as well so really looking forward to seeing as many as you as possible at the night on the 31st at the tollington Okay, before I end today's video, let's quickly go through a few questions and comments that you guys have sent in. There's one here from Addy. Uh, it says, on Lekonga, do you think he was played in his preferred position? Because I'm looking at him and I think he could be a good player in that Xhaka role. Or do you think he's just not good enough at this level? We can all agree he's not a six. I'll start with this before continuing on the second point there. Um, on Lekonga, looking at him... You know, is he a good player in that Jacker role? I don't think he has the attributes to play that role, no. I think he's a good player, um, but I don't think he has the personality or the character to sort of make it at Arsenal. I just think he's at a level where he needs to move on and he needs to develop, and he's not going to do that at Arsenal. He's going to, um, I think, moving on permanently um, will be, it's just, it's just the right decision for him right now and right decision for Arsenal. I need to get some money and I need to get it in through the door. I just don't think I've seen enough from Lekonga and he has had opportunities, but I just haven't seen enough, whether it be at number six, whether it be in that more advanced um, number eight role. I think he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's at the level required for Arsenal, where Arsenal are trying to get to right now and the level they're trying to hit. I just don't think Lekonga ticks those boxes. So I think uh, it'd be better for him and it'd be better for Arsenal if he moved on. Uh, second part of this question says, we have struggled to make sales even when we have one or two assets we can sell, like Balogun um, should have been sold by now. Um, doesn't really care who to. He said, no fans aren't, aren't as connected to him, plus recent antics just screams uh, boy bye. I'm not sure what that is. Um, so do you think Edu is good at selling players or do we still have to give him time? Look, we, I think we've got to judge him at the end of the transfer window. We've still got 10 days to go. Um, but if the window closes and some of the players like Balogun and Tierney, Conga, Tavares are still there, then there's going to be questions asked once again at Edu and his ability to be able to negotiate and get good deals for Arsenal. So it's tough to judge right now, I have to say, but, um, you know, ask me this question at the end of the transfer window and I'll certainly have a look much stronger and clearer view of the whole thing at this point. But thank you very much for your question. Here's one from Aaron. It says, any chance of Arteta promoting Raul Walters into the first team? Arteta has been in the under-21s games against Leicester. I think he went to see how the youngsters were playing. I think Raul had some decent performance. He can play anywhere in defence and is highly rated. It all fits for him to get some minutes in the first team as a replacement to Timber. I mean, possibly. I still think, personally, Raul might go out on loan. Um I think he absolutely, as you point out, he is very highly rated by Arteta. He uses him a lot in training. He's taking him to, um, uh, he's taking him on tour. He likes him and he's got, he looks physically ready to do it in the men's game, but I'm just not sure he's going to be ready for Arsenal just yet. Um, so I think he might go out on loan. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. You never know. It could. You look at what Manchester City have done with Rico, um, I've forgotten his surname, but you know who I mean, the young defender that they've used. Um, and he's done very well, just signed a new contract because of it. Um, and who knows, Raul might be one of those players. But for now, I just think out on loan might be the best thing for him. Um, here's one from ECG says, Arsenal should not sell Balogun to any top 10 side in the Premier League. <laughs> Sorry, my son is just peeking his head around the corner. I'll be with you in a minute, Luke. Just let me finish this. Uh, Arsenal should not sell Balogun to any top 10 side in the Premier League. This should be a rule in fact. I don't agree with you here. I think... 
the way football goes now, the money that the Premier League has when it comes to selling players, if you want to get top value for these players, you kind of have to bite the bullet and sell to Premier League clubs. It's what a lot of other clubs are doing. Man City do it. Chelsea do it. Uh, yeah, United have just signed Mason Mount. For, for, it's just the way it goes. Look at City have sold Arsenal players. They've signed Kovacic from Chelsea. It just happens. If you want to get top dollar, if you're not selling to Saudi, basically you have to sell to another Premier League club. So I don't really agree with that. I think that if Arsenal are going to sell Balogun and they want to get what he is absolutely worth, then they might have to sell to a Premier League club like a Spurs, like a Chelsea. Um, I hope I hope not. I hope Monaco come in with a fantastic beard. He can go over there and we don't have to worry about him doing it in the Premier League. But, um, you know, I wouldn't criticise Arsenal for doing it because I just think that's the way of the world now when it comes to football. All right, that's it from me. Thank you very much for watching, everyone. I'm off now to watch England hopefully win the World Cup. Uh, so good luck once again to the Lionesses. If you're watching this or listening to this after the game, hopefully you've seen them celebrate a wonderful World Cup triumph. Until then, have a very good end to your weekend, everyone. I will speak to you very, very soon. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store, Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23.